You know, God brings people through your lives. And sometimes friends are friends because they spend all kind of time together, right? We, we got to spend basically a year together. Back when I was the pastor of United Faith, they were on furlough. But some friends just stick to you. And David and Dana are, are such friends, and I'm privileged to have them here today. But on top of that, it's like reunion, Dave, because some of our great friends that we've known each other a long time, uh, Curtis and Mona Hickey are here. They uh, serve with us at United Faith, great ministers of God's Word. Uh, they've done missions work in Ecuador, Bread of Life Ministries that uh, continues to this day. And I want you to get to know them both after the service. But right now, before David comes up, we're going to pray. And then they have a video they'd like you to see before we uh, enter into this time of teaching. So bow your heads with me this morning. God, you're so good. Father, we sang this morning about your faithfulness, Lord. And God, that is so easy to sing about, God, because we experience it day by day by day. And Father, I thank you, God, that Lord, not just because your word says so, God, but because in our spirits we bear witness to it, God, Lord, you are here today. And God, you're here to minister in grace and power, God. And Lord, to strengthen our lives, God, in every, every possible way. So Lord, I ask you this morning, God, that we would be people who are open, receptive, God. God, as the Bible says, let us have ears to hear, God. But Lord, than that, let us have hearts to respond, God, to what you would say to us this morning. God, I thank you for everyone here. God, I thank you for our guests, for those who have been with us from the beginning, God. Lord, what you're doing among us, God. Father, we just thank you. God, because this is your work. God, this is your day. And God, we want to hear your word for us. So, Father, bless David, God. I know he's anointed. Bless Dana, God. I know the anointing is on them, God. And I just pray, God, that, Lord, we will be challenged today, God, to be more like you. God, we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Check out this video this morning. Give a second as our musicians are, don't want their heads in the video here. I know. You know, as, as they're breaking down, and I know we, we don't always call attention to people that serve here because there's a lot to serve here. Uh, I was teaching recently. I said, how many people serve at, at Hope Church? I said, 90% of our people serve in one way or another. And the other 10% are waiting for me to come and talk to them because every one of us has something to do. But, you know, over the summer, a lot of times musicians are, are hard to come by because it's summertime. Guys, have we been blessed or what this summer with musicians? And I, I think we should give them a hand right now. Would you do that as they're exiting off? Amen. Let's check out this video. from the heart of Madrid, Spain. After 20 years in Spain, we are seeing a greater outpouring than ever before. While many might say Europe is a difficult soil to reap a harvest from, God has been gracious to us. All of this is because of His grace and because of your generosity. In the next 90 seconds, you are going to see a snapshot of what God has been doing here in Madrid in just this past year alone. More than 70 people gave their hearts to Christ. 18 were baptized in water. Over 200 lives were touched through our outreach ministry of clothing and food. When you give, you make this possible. Because of your support, we have grown from a congregation of 60 people to over 300 in just the last year and a half. It is only with your support that things like this can happen every week. Thanks in advance for fueling the vision of the International Church of Madrid. 
everything you just watched was made possible by the grace of God and your generous support. Because of people like you, David and Dana have been able to lead IC Madrid through a season of revival, renewal and renovation. Thank you for your generosity as we continue to see Madrid one for Jesus in the international community. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand praise for what God is doing in that great country of Spain. I want to thank Pastor and Denise for allowing me to come and just share my heart, my passion, and what God is doing in that great country of Spain. And I thought we about lost a pastor here just before the video came on, so I decided not to test that. However, I do want to invite my wife to come and test it. <laughs> in, in Spain, we have... Uh, uh, we have different traditions there, different customs. It's not that one is greater than the other, and it's just that it's different. And one of the things out of the many is that they wear their wedding rings on their right hand, not their left hand. And uh, it's just not weird. It's just different than what we do here. Perhaps in your country, where you're from, they wear it in a different finger, and I don't know. But we just wear it on the right hand in Spain and not the left. And so I was on a plane the other day, and I noticed the guy it was wearing his wedding ring on the right hand and on the wrong finger. And I said, sir, I couldn't help but notice, but you're wearing the ring on your wrong hand and on the wrong finger. And he said, that's because I married the wrong woman. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I know I married the right woman. I want Dana to come and just share briefly about, she's not going to try those steps, is she? I don't know where faith comes in, but faith is a substance of seeing yet, uh, not seeing yet hope for. We hope in the church, but not in the stairs. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Dana, let's yeah. greet the people. Oh, yeah. I don't know which oh, mic to yeah. give her. Oh. Praise the Lord. It is good to be here with you this morning. Uh, Charlotte area, the whole Charlotte area holds a, a dear spot in our hearts. We lived here for a year while we were on furlough, and our children went to school for a year here, and so our heart is, is a little bit here in Charlotte. We love the area, and that is when we got to meet some very great friends in both Amon and Curtis and Pastor and Denise, and, and um, we're just grateful to be back and to be able to share what God is doing in Spain. It's been something awesome that we've not experienced in the last 21 years. So for us, we're very excited. So if we show that, it's because it is an awesome thing that God is doing um, in Spain right now, and in Madrid specifically in, in the church where we're pastoring. But, um, and as you came in, you should have received a prayer card. Everyone have a prayer card? Um, I call this our very sad prayer card. <laughs> so you're going to remember how to pray for me when you see this prayer card because none of our children are on this prayer card with us. It is a sad day when you print your prayer card and no children are on there with you. We have four wonderful children and three of them are married now. And, um, we are also grandparents of, of four grandchildren now. So um, our, our youngest one is only four months old, so it's been a joy to be here uh, for the birth of, of that grandchild. And, and we're just thankful that all of our children are serving the Lord in ministry and loving God and making a difference in this world. And um, I just want to remind you, just that whenever you see our prayer card, just remember to pray for us. Pray for us as we're in the empty nest syndrome, okay? For any of you who are there, you can relate and know very well how to pray for us. And um, we just appreciate your prayers that God will give us traveling mercies as we really kind of travel the whole country <laughs> at some point. But um, 
uh, just appreciate your prayers. And one other quick thing. Yes, we are on Facebook, and we would like for you to go to our Facebook page. It is uh, Santiago Serving Spain, and just like our page. And so when we put updates, those will just come through your feed, and you'll be able to kind of keep in touch with how things are going. So that's Facebook, Santiago Serving Spain, okay? Praise the Lord. I think there's a slide on that, then. Thank you, Mama. Yeah. Do I need to help you down these steps or go down that way? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's give Dana a hand there. Praise the Lord. You have that slide on that next slide, Santiago serving Spain there. We want to make sure. I'll be your friend if you'll be my friend, and we'll go from there. We've been friends with uh, the Phils for quite some time, 18 years or so, close to 20 years. We've been serving as missionaries for 21 years by God's grace, and and uh since last time I seen Pastor, uh, we've shared the same barber. I've kept a little bit of a residue. He's kept uh, his off, and and so one day I'm going to reach to that level of where he's at and be able to just go from there. Today is my mom's birthday, 77th birthday, and so I'm really excited about that. We'll be seeing her this afternoon, having a little family reunion, family pictures, and seeing the whole gang there, there in Raleigh visiting my, my children, her, their grandchildren. So is anybody else's birthday today, actually today, the 17th of July? No? Okay, well, we're going to run a special today. Here in the table, we have a prayer mug, so we call. So many times, it's, oftentimes we lose these prayer cards, and it's just easier to lose. And so, But one thing is harder to lose is these prayer mugs. And each morning when you drink your morning tea, coffee, water, moonshine, whatever it is that you drink that you'll remember the Santiago's every morning and, and that you can lift us up in your prayers. And today I want to, uh, because in honor of my mom's birthday, we're going to run a special today. One for five, two for 10, or three for 15. However you want to do it, I want to make certain each and every one of you have a mug here. And uh, we don't want to mug you, but we want to give you a mug. And, and, and we ask you that. And just, uh, just my appreciation to these wonderful pastors that I fully trust. I was in prayer, and the thing that comes to me that resonated upon your pastors is that there's a trust. I fully trust uh, Mike and Denise, and uh, my, my, I just love them dearly, and I want to give them this as a token of my appreciation and just say thank you for letting me come. I realize that there is probably cost worth all $2 in China, but it's nonetheless, it's my deepest appreciation to you, and I want to make certain that each and every one of you get one as well. Do you love the Lord today? Amen. Well, as my wife's saying, we've been in Spain and we're, we're loving Jesus there and doing what we know what to do. I'm a third generation missionary. My grandparents, my parents are just got off the field. My dad wrote me two months ago, son, first time in my life I bought a one-way ticket. And so he left Africa after 50 years of missionary work. And so he's trying to find himself, trying to, at age 80 years old, he still runs circles around me and just uh, continues to uh, wanting to feel what he can do. And so, and so I'll be praying for him. But, and now the Lord has called my wife and I, and have we been there now <clears throat> and in missionary work for 21 years, and we thank the Lord for that. As you saw in that video, God is doing some great and mighty things, but it hasn't come without a cost. Because throughout the years, for the last 20 years, we have not been able to come and, and, and tell you, 
this is what God is doing tremendously because Spain and Europe in general, it's a very difficult soil. It's a very hard soil. I grew up in Ecuador 10 years and in Panama and Caracas where I could just blow a balloon up and have hundreds to come to know the Lord. It's not the case in Spain. And in Europe, the, the soil is a little bit harder. Yet in the midst of that darkness, we are seeing some great moves of God. I believe that the doors are starting to open. They've been shut, not only shut, but they've been locked. Now it's unlocked and they're starting to open. The chain still might be on, but they're looking, they're anticipating what they're saying. What is going on in this great country of Spain? For the longest time, they didn't know how to categorize us, so they would just put us in the category of others. You're either Catholic or other. So we, over times and over the years, We've had to tell them we don't serve Hare Krishna, we don't serve Muhammad, we don't serve um, Buddha, we serve Jesus Christ. And so now we are labeled or categorized as the evangelical church. And now they don't put us all in the same category. And so there is a progress that is taking place in that great country of Spain. And I'm just delighted to see what God is doing. I'm going to ask you to turn to your Bibles. And if you don't bring, if you didn't have your Bible... Uh, it's going to be in the book of Luke. And I'd like to share with you some scriptures in regards to what has been happening in Spain and, and correlated to the asking, the seeking, and the knocking and what we've been doing these last years there. We've been asking, seeking, and knocking. And if Luke chapter 11, and we're going to start in verse 5. And let me just give you a... Um, prelude of what happened prior to what we just read. Jesus just finished teaching his disciples on how to pray. The disciples were asking Jesus, how do we pray? And, and we know that famous prayer that is a great, profound, and it tremendously lines up into how we should pray. And we know it as the Lord's Prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it goes on to give us uh, this day our daily bread. And it goes on and on, and it just lines up. And right after, I believe that Jesus had the disciples at the edge of their seat, he furthers on to share this story that we're going to uh, read now. And it, and it says this, Then Jesus says to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Anyone that comes at midnight and asks for bread, you know it's a real good friend. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, now, in your translation, it might say, because of your perseverance. I like the translation that says, your shameless audacity. He will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the doors will be opened to you. Will you bow your heads for a word of prayer as I prepare the words here? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that it does not go void. I, Father, I ask that every word that is spoken would be directly from you, Father. I ask you to touch the hearts of your people today, Father. Help us to be transformed, renewed, 
and to be changed, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It says, I tell you, he will not give up, get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity. I don't know if you've ever been called, been called shameless. You shameless. It's not the most positive thing of about you. But yet in the contents of the scripture here, I hope at the conclusion of the message, you will want to be someone with a shameless audacity, someone who calls out upon the Lord. We're talking about asking, seeking, and knocking. And if you read in the Bible, it says about a lady named Sarah, that after 90 years, she finally got what she was asking for. She was asking for a baby. And after 90 years, God granted her that. If some of you ladies are over 50, 60, 70, 80, and you would like to have a baby after, I will have Pastor Mike pray for you, and that you can continue asking. And if Sarah could have a baby at age 90, there's no doubt that he'll grant that for you too. 90 years old, she had Isaac. We know that the Israelites for 40 years wandered around the wilderness seeking that promised land, and they found it after 40 years. The man by the pool of Bethesda was very ill and very sick, and for 38 years was waiting for an answer to be healed, to be touched, and to be able to be the first one to touch the pool. Yet he was healed, but in a different way than how Jesus entered into that area, and Jesus just was saying, you know, be healed, take up your mat and walk. It didn't happen in the way, but for 38 years, the scripture says that he was by that poolside waiting to be healed. For years in Spain, we've been asking for an outpouring of God's spirit there in Spain. For years, we've been seeking for a revival to take place in Spain. And Jesus was teaching his disciples to be persistent in their time of prayer, and not to give up, nor to throw in the towel, but to pray and to ask and to seek and knock and ask the Lord and to wait on him. And that's what precisely that Jesus was teaching his disciples to do that. And after 20 years of asking and seeking and knocking and virtually having no fruit to come back home to to the states to tell people this is what God is doing, it is only by God's grace that the last two, two and a half years, God has outpoured his spirit in an incredible way that I have very little explanation to, to say as to the why, other than just after asking, seeking, and knocking, the doors are starting to be open, and we praise the Lord for that. Because for the longest time, they too have been saying, don't bother me. My children are really well. To be considered a Christian in Spain, you're one of three things. You're either sick, poor, or not a Spaniard. And that is simply how it is there. If you are a Christian, you are sick, poor, or just not a, a, from Europe. And yet, because the Lord has brought us there in a time as this to be able to continue to ask and seek enough, we're seeing God do some great things and I'm so thankful for that. I'd like to share with you some simple stories that have been happening in that great country and a couple of testimonies of what God is doing. 
through our time there. But before I do that, let me just share this story that happened and related to what, it has nothing to do with a slide, but it has to do with my banker when I first came to Spain. And just give you an essence of where we're at a little bit. I went into the bank and the guy's name is Jose Manuel. Can you say Jose Manuel? He was the director of the bank. He saw me there and I had to open up a bank account because that's the first thing you got to do to go into a country. You can't get a home, car, nothing without a bank account. And I went there minding my own business, waiting in line, and the bank director comes to me, and he says, who are you, and what are you doing here? And I look behind me, prayfully, hopefully, hoping that there was someone be looking behind, someone there was someone behind, there was no one there, and I said in my broken Spanish, then, yo, me? Uh, yeah, he says, who are you, and what are you doing here? I said, oh, I'm David Santiago, and I'm from America. He says, I don't care your name, and I don't care where you're from. I don't know who you are and what are you doing here? I said, well, if you're okay with this, Jose Manuel, I'm here to open up a bank account. You can open all the bank accounts you want. I, don't know, I want to know what brings you to this country. Who are you and what are you doing here? I said, oh, I'm a missionary. And he looked and he, and he crossed his hands and he takes a step back and he says, missionary, as loud for everyone in the bank to hear. And I said, yes, sir. And he says, didn't you look on your way here, all our skyscraper buildings, our metros and subway transportation, transportation is very advanced. There's no one dying of AIDS or world hunger here. Don't you think that your time, your efforts, and your money, and all that your constituencies are doing to helping you be here could be more effective and more uh, prosperous in, a, in, in Africa or maybe Central and South America? And then he says something till this day I'll never forget. He says, the truth of the matter is, David, is that we don't need you nor your God here. And I said to Jose Manuel, I can sense we're going to be the best of friends here, amen? <laughs> well, because I didn't know no better, I went ahead and opened the bank account up. But what transpired from that account was every time I had to go to the bank for whatever reason, I had to allocate 30 to 45 minutes of my time. Why? Because he was like a proverbial sponge. He was wanting to know more of my life, my, my family, uh, about life, about religion, about politics, about sports, about everything. And so I would be in his office, not only with Jose Manuel, but with Christina and with Sonia, the tellers of the bank. They would roll up their seat. So every week that would be my, like, my unofficial Bible study there. Lo and behold, six months or three months before coming back home on furlough, I was able to pray the prayer of salvation with Jose Manuel, with Sonia and Christina. Can you say praise the Lord? So that aspect, that's exactly what many of them are saying when we tell them that who, what we do, and they ask, who are you and what are you doing here? Such is the case in this man named Imran. Imran came to, to this country of Spain on the political asylum. Imran was running from the government from where he came. He came from Pakistan via Indonesia, married a Buddhist, and then came to Spain, gave his heart to the Lord, and he came on a political asylum there. Through the course of our church and the discipling and through the transaction of, of being able to share the love of Christ, he gave us, love, his, gave us life to the Lord. We were able to disciple him. We were able to baptize him. And through the course of time, now you'll see if you ever go to the website, Jesus Christ for Muslims, he is just absolutely just turn around his life and what God is doing in his, in his life. A while back, he goes to me, he says, Pastor David, I no longer want to be called Imran. 
because that is my Muslim given name. From now on, I want to be given a, a different name because I don't want to be referred to as a Muslim. I want to be called David Michael from now on. And incidentally, that is my name, David Michael. So to God be the glory, there is a transformation that's taking place in his life. But not only him, but he has brought uh, several other uh, Pakistanis and Muslims uh, to our church. And now we have quite a few that come to our church. To God be the glory. For he's doing some great things like unconventional things. In the last two years, by God's grace, we've been able to baptize 12 to 15 ex-Muslims that have given their hearts to the Lord. And we are just the recipient of what God is doing. And it's through, a lot of it's through from Syria, Iran, and all the Persian ones that are coming as a political asylum, are giving their hearts to the Lord, are being discipled, are being baptized. And we're seeing some incredible things like we've never experienced in our church. And I think one of the things that is happening is that, uh, for instance, uh, last month we, someone came on a political asylum, had given his heart to the Lord, was running for his life, and he says, I need to prove to the Spanish government that I'm no longer Muslim, but I need to have some type of a certificate, something that says I am a Christian now. And I, we asked, now, are you been baptized? He goes, no, I have not. I want to be baptized. So in my bathtub, they baptized him there, and we gave him a certificate. The next day, they were able to present that to the government. It's just incredible things what God is doing through the, the Persians, through the Pakistanis, through the Muslim people. We still have them coming to our church. Many of them are converted. Some are not. Why they come, I have no clue, other than that the Holy Spirit is drawing them, and life is being changed and transformed through them, through Christ, and we give God the glory. We have in our church uh, a guy by the name of Stanislaw. I can't tell you how to spell it, nor I would probably pronounce it pretty bad, but he is Polish, and we have a ministry in our church called TPC, which stands for These People Care, and each week, twice a week, they go out on Wednesdays and Saturdays into the homeless areas as well as to the red districts, to the women at risk, ones, the women that are selling their bodies for, for just, we call it desperation road because many of them are just, some are slaves and some are just there for des- uh, because they need the money. And through the ministry of TPC, God has been changing people's lives and what God is doing there. Stan Croft was a homeless man there in the Plaza Mayor that had no job, no home, and, and, and no money, no food, had nothing, and actually he had no teeth either. Through the course of time, our team was praying with him, discipled him. He got saved in the streets, in the plasma yard. Next thing you know, he started coming to our church. Next thing you know, he's the first one there, the last one to leave. If our worship team will allow him, he likes to play the tambourine there. And so sometimes I squeeze him in, and he just loves the Lord. And throughout the course of time now, by God's grace, he now has a home. He now has a job, and because churches like you, we, we were able to buy him a brand new set of teeth. And so we just praise the Lord for what God has done in this wonderful Polish man named Stanislav. Stories like that, I can go on and go on and tell you about what God is doing. And he continues to do that because we are a church of over 45 to 50 different nationalities. And so we come with a common denominator. I might not speak German. I might not speak Chinese. I don't speak Romanian. I don't speak French. I don't speak any of those languages, and I barely speak Spanish. Yet, because they come in with all these different uh, nationalities, we have from expats all the way to homeless. It is just a gamut of people that come together wanting to know more about Jesus. 
And it is incredible to see the outpouring of what God is doing amongst the 45 different nationalities that are there. And it is just wonderful to see that there is an outcry for more of God through that, through that course of time. We're experiencing a growth. For the longest time, our church has been at 60, 50, 60, 70, which is the average-sized church in Europe and in Spain. If you find the church, you can drive mile after mile after mile and not find one evangelical church. There is just hardly none there. Um, I love it when I go from my son's house to, to his church that we must cross like 25 different churches. Praise the Lord. I say, let's plant more churches and let's get more churches going. I'm not against that. It's just that we don't have that. Now, I wish we could have more uh, churches like this one there. But we are experiencing a great move of God like we haven't before. And it's because we've been asking, seeking, and knocking. And now the doors have been opened in this great country, Spain. And why has Spain so been so difficult? Well, when you arrive in the Madrid-Barajas airport, you can feel the sheer oppression and the darkness that is there. We know that there is a, 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 we're there to push the darkness back. And by God's grace, we're doing that. But there's a, there, there is no other place like the place in Spain, like what I'm fixing to tell you. The Spain, Madrid sits in the middle of the country of Spain. It's also the capital of Spain. So you have Spain, and then you have Madrid. In the middle of Madrid, you have what we call Central Park, like in New York. It's called Parque Retiro there in Spain. It also sits in the middle of Madrid. So in the middle of Madrid, which is in the middle of Spain, is Central Park. And in the middle of Central Park, it's a statue of the fallen angel, Lucifer, the devil himself, there coming down, that sits 666 meters above sea level. It's in the center there. We know that the oppression and, and the, the darkness is there. I know more missionaries and ministers that have come and left that have come and stayed just because of the, the, it's so difficult in that country. Yet we feel that we see that, like the proverbial uh, cloud coming as big as a fist over the country of Spain, over the city of Madrid. And we're believing the Lord to do some incredible thing. The purpose for these prayer cards are not just to... to uh, just to have in your Bible, but these are truly th two reasons why I want you to have these prayer cards and these prayer mugs. It's because I want to get you to Spain. First of all, I want you to come with me. And if you can't physically come with me to help me push the darkness back, I want you then to be praying and help us in getting there. And that's the main reason for that, because I can raise all the money in the world, but if I don't have your prayers, for me it's in vain to be in that country. And we're experiencing God do some great things in this great country. The country of Spain in general is 47 million people, seven which are in Madrid, and 0.2% are evangelical Christians or call themselves Christians. Did not say 2%. I said 0.2. That's for every thousand, maybe 1.2 of them are Christians. For every thousand people you see, maybe one is going to go to heaven. And if that perhaps will just sit there and resonate in your spirit as to why Spain. They have, they're the first in a lot of things, but when it comes to the gospel, they're absolutely in last place. We've experienced revival throughout the whole world in, in, in Central and South America, where I was raised, in North America, in Africa, in China, even parts of Europe and Asia. We've experienced, to the exception of Spain, and I believe that there is coming a spiritual awakening in that area as we continue to ask and seek and knock and you continue to, 
to pray with us and seeing God do some tremendous things. We're believing the Lord for that. You see, I don't know what side of the door that you're in in this the story we read. That the neighbor comes knocking and saying, hey, I need some bread because I've got some people that need to have some food to eat. The customs there in Jewish times were when someone came to visit you, you offer them a meal, you offer them, you, you do all that you do now. I like that tradition. If you invite me to your house, I hope that you would go all out and give me some bread, praise God. Until then, that's what it was. It was midnight, and he's knocking. He's saying, hey, I need some food. The guy inside said, look, I just tucked the kids. Everyone is really comfortable. The air condition is set. My TV's on. I'm watching Jay Leno. No, it's not Jay Leno no more. Who is it now? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. I'm really good. Don't bother me. I'm really comfortable. All right? Uh, Don't call me no more. Don't knock on my door. Don't come asking for help right now because I'm really comfortable. And then the knock continues on at persistence to the point of just shameless audacity. Would you quit knocking? Did I tell you my kids are very comfortable and very sleeping? And he continues knocking because he knows that he needs to get that bread of life. He needs to give that to people who do not have that same bread that you and I do. So there's a persistence, there's a shameless audacity that he keeps on knocking and seeking and asking. He says, hey, I need some help. I need to tell him about Jesus. I need to tell him, I need to give him the bread. So I don't know what side you're on. Perhaps at one time in your life, you were one of those tenacity, shameless audacity, not and just telling, wanting to tell someone at the grocery store, the post office, at work, your neighbor, that one day would not go by without you telling someone about what Christ has done for you. And you were knocking with shameless audacity, and you didn't care. And throughout the course of time, disillusionments, hurts, disappointments, that knocking slowly but surely fades away to the point of that, that yearning, that hunger of seeking and asking and knocking has faded than what it once was. Or perhaps you're on the other side saying, hey, hey, I'm good. Don't bother me. I don't believe that's neither one. I believe that we have, we're here in the middle of July. I'm speaking to the choir. You guys love God. I'm just here to remind you to continue asking. Continue knocking. Continue seeking. Continue to allow the Holy Spirit to resonate in you that you will not be so comfortable that you will continue asking, seeking, and knocking. Praying for missionaries. Praying for your pastor and Denise. Praying for this Hope Church going out and telling someone about Jesus. Not one day go by that you don't stop asking, seeking, and knocking. I believe that God is wanting that from us. I believe that God is wanting that type of shameless audacity once again. That awkward feeling, that, what, that feeling of, I don't know how, but I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to get trained. I want to be discipled. I want to tell others about what Christ has done in my life. It's imperative that I tell someone else. We're in a very short time span. And what is happening today, um, I thank the Lord where I'm at. Am I scared to death sometimes, but my trust and my 
my faith is in Christ, and we're considered to be what we call a, 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 a soft target because, let me just share with you, Easter is typically the lowest attendance church service in Europe. It always has been for the last 20 years. Our lowest attendance is Easter Sunday, just because everyone takes off to the beach and everyone does their thing. Uh, religion is a very minor thing. But we really purpose in our heart to make Easter a grand Sunday for us. Keep in mind, we're at 50 people, 60 people for the longest time. And said, look, we're going to do something crazy. We're going to just believe the Lord to do something incredible. Let's pray, fast, and believe the Lord. This past Easter Sunday, we rented a theater, and we had well over 500 people come to our Sunday worship experience. Can you say praise the Lord? Over 40-some-odd people gave their hearts to the Lord in that one Sunday. It was so incredible what God is doing. You have to think with me. For 20 years, we have not seen any of that fruit. None. And now, after asking, seeking, and knocking, God is doing his incredible things. And to God be the glory for great things he has done. And I just want to just bring hope to you. Don't know where you're at. Don't know your story. Don't know what you're believing for. Whether it be salvations for your children, your grandchildren, whether it be an illness, whether it be Whatever it is that you believe in the Lord, I believe that God is wanting to do that supernatural work again. We believe in the supernatural, and we believe that as we continue to ask, seek, and knock, he will do that, and he will do it again for you and for me. Have that shameless audacity, asking God to do that supernatural work in your life. He wants to do that. He wants to do it in your life, and he wants to do it in my life. I want to close or conclude my conclusion by telling you this. <laughs> we need to ask God for that spirit of that shameless audacity. Perhaps you've been knocking persistence in your prayers for many years for healing, salvation, maybe a breakthrough in your life. Yet you've not seen the response or perhaps you're tired of knocking. You're tired of seeking. You've somewhat given hope in the aspect of, of wanting God to use you. You come, but you're not allowing God to use you in the full capacity. I just want to encourage you today. Well, Luke 11, 19 says, Knock, and the doors will be opened to you. He will. There is a woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says, that for 12 years, she was not well. There was a persistence upon her that amongst the people were trying to set her up. The people were saying, you're embarrassing us. Be quiet. Yet her tenacity, her shameless audacity, she continued to press through, press through what a shameless audacity until she was able to touch Jesus and she was healed. Can I encourage you folks to not give up? Don't throw in the towel. But be persistent in your prayers. Be persistent in believing with that spirit of shameless audacity that God is going to do the supernatural work in your life. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you.
I ask you, Lord, to just uh, speak to our spirits, speak to our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given me to share. Help the people sense, Father, that they're not alone and they can take that step of faith to reenact, reactivate again that shameless audacity. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning across the uh, auditorium here? Every Sunday, I have the privilege of coming to this point. Dave and I talked about this last night, and 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 bring something to a conclusion. And usually, we say two things: we say, "What is God saying to you?" and "What are you going to do about that?" Usually, by Sunday, I've already worked that out personally because God's been speaking to me all week long through that. Today, it felt very odd to sit on this side, and I'm going, "God, what are you saying to me? What am I going to do about it?" And really, what I, what I since God speak to me was something that was for us as a church, for us individually. And we're going to break a little norm this morning, if that's okay with you. I believe what God was saying to me was, it's easy to get comfortable. We were talking about it last night. You know, we're almost eight years into, in birthing this church and bringing it through. And I heard myself saying, I'm tired. I'm tired. And just the quickening of the Spirit was go back to where we started on our knees, on our face before God, saying, God, this is you. Because only when things are birthed in the Spirit do they ever give glory to God. It's not what we do, it's what He does. And then my mind just started turning to things we've been praying for, people we've been praying for, and things that it's, it's easy to give up on. And church, I want to tell you something. God, God doesn't stop working because time passes by. Everything David spoke of today, I, I was with him in Spain for a very short time, but I can attest, they're not, they're not trying to pump up something to say it's hard. It's hard. The oppressive spirit is unbelievable. When I left Spain at the airport, I was told not to come back unless I learned the language. Don't even bother coming back. That person doesn't work for their tourism industry, I don't think. But it's that same spirit. I was told, we don't need you here. Go to Africa. They have poor people there. Guys, we can go to everywhere else but God sometimes. And I believe God's calling us today to come to Him. And here's, this, here's the deal. I want us to bow our heads and pray. I'm going to ask Him to challenge you to do something. And I'm going to ask David and Dana to be engaged in this. But right now, where you are, just bow your head with me. I want you to ask God, what are, what are you speaking to me, God? And what am I going to do about it? I know we usually come to communion. We'll do that later. But right now, would you disagree with me? Father, let us be responsive to you in this moment, God. Father, let us trust you, God. Let us, let us act on faith today, God, believing, God, that all things are possible, God. Lord, to those that believe. For, Lord, that scripture David was reading, God, it says if we ask, if we ask you, Lord, you said you would give to us that what we ask, Father. You gave these examples that if a, if a son asked a father for a, a fish, he wouldn't give him a serpent. If he asked for bread, he wouldn't give him a stone. God, Lord, you know what our hearts are crying for, God, and you said you will meet us, God. God, by your power, you'll move in our lives. God, I just ask you in this moment, this time we have, God, Lord, touch us. God, as we step by faith, God, believing for what you want in our lives. So right now, with our heads bowed, and people just 
not, not just looking around. We're not trying to create a spectacle. But if you're here today, and there's something you've been praying for. There's something you've been believing for. It might be your kids that are far from God. It may be a, a physical thing you've been praying about and just not seeing breakthrough, maybe in a healing area or might be something in your marriage or finance, whatever that might be. could be in your business this morning that you've just been asking and you wonder, where are you, God? I'm going to invite you to do something today that's just a little out of our norm, but it's not out of norm when it comes to faith, and that is to take a step and to say, I, I want someone to agree with me this morning that God is going to break through in my life. And what you know, I want you to do is right now, if that's you, I'm going to step down here off the platform because I'm saying it's for me too this morning. I want you to step out and come and join me. We're going to ask David to pray over us today. If that's you, just come on right now. Just step out from where you are. Come and join us down front, and you will not be alone this morning. I guarantee you. I know too many stories in this place to not want to come and just snatch some of you right now and say, really? Come on. God has been moving in your heart. There are things that you're wanting Him to do. And it's so easy to sit back and say, I'm just going to be comfortable. I'm just going to bear it on my own or to say, God, here I am. God, do something amazing in my life today. Come on, just fill these. We've we got room. This is a good thing about a gym. We've got room. Move forward a little bit, guys, if y'all would. Come on, we're still coming. If you're here this morning and you just feel the sense of faith coming over you today and you just want to pray over somebody, I just want you to come and if you can, find room behind these folks right now and just stretch out your hands and begin to believe God for their circumstance. Begin to believe God for healing. We serve Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not stopped being God incarnate. He has not stopped being powerful. He has not stopped being caring. And now He is not waiting on us to get it all right. He's just waiting on us to ask and believe for God to do the miracle. So right where you are, just open your arms to God right now. I want to ask David, David, you just begin to pray over us. And right where you are, you open your mouths. You begin to ask. You begin to seek. And you begin to knock this morning. David, lead us. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying the same question that was asked of me when I first came to Spain. Who are you and what are you doing here? And I believe our response could be, I'm a child of the King, and I'm doing everything I can to do kingdom conscious, to do works for the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every son, daughter, everyone that is here, Father, that represents you, Father, as their sons and daughters, Father. I pray an unction of your Holy Spirit, a hunger, a drive, a yearning, something to resonate within their uttermost beings, Father, would just say, yes, I want to do it, Father. Renew that passion. Renew that zeal. Renew it once again, oh God. Do it again, Lord Jesus. Do it again, oh God. Renew that, that first love, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, for every family that's representative, every hurt, every pain, every anguish, every discomfort, be gone in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up your people before you, O oh God. You are the God of supernatural, and we believe in you, and we believe in your word, and by faith we claim victory. We claim victory. We claim victory. Come on, church. We claim victory in the name of Jesus that you would grant upon your people this very morning, Father. In the name of Jesus. 
that we will leave here never to be the same again, transformed, renewed, Father, by you, Father. Do it, oh God. Do it, oh God. Do it, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're comfortable, lift up your hands in the presence of the Lord and just give him thanks for what he's going to do. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, gentle spirit. Yes, precious Lord. Yes, oh Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. We say yes to you, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 